Welcome to the 1.7 Podcast, the place where creatives get to speak the truth about ourselves, our art, and our place in the world. Yo, what's up everyone? This is Ryan Daniel, and thank you for tuning in to the 1.7 podcast. Yo, guys, listen, we've got a great show today. Today we have with us Jacqueline Elizabeth. Elizabeth, say what's up to our fans. Hey guys, so excited to be on the podcast. Super, super cool, guys. So here's just a little bit of who uh Jacqueline is. She, she'd been performing for eight years, specializing in voice, piano, theater, dance. She's done ballet, tap, jazz, right? Um, so when I say performing, I'm talking about she's been traveling the world, okay? Traveling the world as a working artist for eight years. And if, as you know, one of the things we talk about on the 1.7 podcast is that we like to have those conversations that we as creatives don't really like having. You know, I'm going to tell you all the truth. So we're here to talk. Jacqueline, welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Super cool. So tell tell us a little bit about, about yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's start yeah. there. Yeah, so I grew up in Minnesota. I'm the oldest of eight children. Um, I thank you for the great intro. That's kind of my been my whole life is performing and being creative. And um, since I graduated high school, I that's exactly what I did. Is I traveled the world. I've been to Germany, Poland, Japan. I've been part Ooh. of. <laughs> multiple dinner theaters um and then you know other things like bar bands just performing your favorites and all that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. wow so you're talking about man so let me ask this because i know a a lot of uh you know this kind of comes up you know money and values the money good has it would you say the money has (laughs) paid for your dream kind of was it worth it did you get as much out of it as you thought you would have. Tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely. I, so a little kind of funny thing about me is the college that I went to is actually the only college that I applied to. I was so, I felt so strongly that that's what I wanted to do. And I feel that it was the best thing that I ever did. I used those skills and those experiences every single day, even now being in the wedding world, I still use it. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of is the money good? Uh, I think it depends on your drive and your ability to build the business skills. Yeah, along creative. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair enough. So we met. We met probably what two months ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, it was about two months ago, and it was with the Be Mine. You were putting on a uh, kind of new take on the whole wedding industry. Tell us a little bit about that too. Yeah, so we put together this event called Be Mine. It really, the the whole reason it started was we wanted to do a bigger uh, styled shoot. So we wanted to do more than just one couple. And then I have always felt that it's so stupid that we put in all this work for a styled shoot and then we just tear it all down. And so I was, I just said, you know, let's open it to an open house, give people the opportunity to see these venues in action. And, uh, 
people just kind of really liked the idea. So it started with, you know, one or two people who's in our inner circle asking if they could join and then more and more and more. And then eventually we got to people like you. And in the end, we had about 30 vendors involved. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was great. I think there was a, uh, the florist there just. Yeah, crazy. Just, crushed, just, just, just crushed it. So, and this yeah. was, this was through one of the companies that you built. I think you said here in your bio that since moving back to Minnesota, um, you've built three businesses, right? Yeah. Tell us about what those three businesses are. I mean, a lot of creatives. I mean, I got one. <laughs> I'm thinking, ah, man, two. All right. Yeah. So tell us about those businesses and why three, man. You you out yeah. doing this, traveling the world and building three businesses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I guess the reason that it's three is a, I have a little bit of a tax background and, um, just understanding that, you know, even though us as creatives, we, our brain kind of melds together all the different things. And so it's really common to want to offer everything all under one roof. Um, but I've kind of separated it into the three because they're such different offerings. So the yeah. biggest one is weddings and events. Um, so we do everything from full service planning. We do month of day of co uh, coordination. We also do hourly consultation for the people who want to pick your brain, um, mm -hmm. as well as professional hair and makeup. We actually do that nationally um, for things like bodybuilding competitions, weddings, so on and so forth. Okay. Um, the other businesses that I have, one is Jacqueline Elizabeth Artistry. So that one is a music education based business, um, primarily focused on voice and piano and performing training. So helping people get into those auditions. How do you build it? Not just as somebody who's creative, but as mm -hmm. a professional. And then, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And then my, my last business is um, kind of, it, it's kind of a combination of what I've learned is a need by being in the wedding and events industry as I do some business consulting. So kind of coming in and helping people look at their business and going, okay, where am I lacking? Have I automated things that can be automated? Is my organizational skills up to par? Um, am I drowning in paperwork? How can I solve that? So that's the three. That's cool. That's cool. So that sounded like five. Yeah, it sounds it sounded good. That's 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 uh, phenomenal. So let me ask this. So you came back, you've been traveling. What's the the worst show you've ever been a part of like the show from hell the nightmare <laughs> uh gosh that's a really hard question um usually it comes down to like miscommunication um you know usually it was i was with, when i was with the band i was with a band called thunder rose for a hot minute and okay. uh you know each person takes on a different role in the group and you know not everybody gets all the information all the time and uh so when we're walking in and if whether we're maybe not as good of a team or the people who have hired us they aren't as good of a team and somebody has kind of a different idea than what's going on that usually is kind of a mess uh yeah there was one there was one show that we walked in and the crowd just was like not having it and <laughs> they were upset about something that wasn't any of your doing kind of like kind of they they 
loved what we were doing, but they were just so rowdy and they wanted us to sing things that weren't part of our set. And so it just felt like we weren't prepared even though we were. And so I think that was probably one of the hardest. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, for my, for my, I don't know if I had a show, if I had a show from hell. Man, I think as a traveling reggae hip hop musician, like it's easy that you could go on tour and every show is from hell. Mm. I could say right. that. <laughs> you know what I'm like, like every show, the sound ain't right, and you know, yeah. I've had some when I traveled and yeah, one time the sound guy's like, yeah, he comes up and he says directly, he's like, well, you know, you're not gonna get what you what you want. Just so you know, I'm, like, I'm not gonna get what I want. Horrible, horrible. Turned out. That Crazy. reminds me of a show when we were in Germany, actually. And Germany is just beautiful. And they have these gorgeous old, old, old buildings. And yeah. we actually, I'm pretty positive, had to turn off almost all of our sound equipment because the echo in the facility was oh, so yeah. strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. That. Yeah, that your story reminded me of that. That was a tough one. <laughs> yeah, so there, the auditorium was probably primarily for like just voice or something. Yeah. Or opera or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so many stories. So, what would you say? Um, so, one of the things we'd like to do in the show is just kind of talk to like young creatives, right? So, mm -hmm. You you know you've gone on there you've uh, traveled the world you've you've done things what how have you dealt with your fears I mean have you ever felt like an imposter in terms of Ooh. yeah you know what I'm yeah um, especially now because now I have a team of five it's not just me anymore um, I I think sometimes when it's just yourself it's easy to you know perceive things a certain way but when you have people who rely on you for their job and yeah. with that their some of their income um you really have to step back and take a look at okay what are we offering and then really have faith in that and sometimes we have this like doubt right and when it's just ourselves it's easy to kind of work around that doubt but you have to be fearlessly confident when other people rely on you and so to walk into some of these really big whether it's a big event or just a room with you know really important people like at one point i was seeing your stuff on instagram and i'm like wow he's built this really big business and now i would say you and i are good friends yeah yeah and then you realize it's just one guy yeah. The plan. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's been an interesting part of my journey for sure. Yeah. So, so um, I want I, I want to talk about that a little bit uh, yeah. because as as creative, right? So we're we're letting the lighting, you know, the aperture one point seven. So yeah, as creatives, we move through these spaces. And a lot of times the spaces weren't really necessarily created for us. It's somebody else's space, someone else's thing. Yeah. Um, we didn't, we, you know, we probably didn't build it the way things should be. Um, isn't 
you know, we, we didn't really have a say. We just showed up and we are like, okay, I'm in the deep end of this. I feel like I don't belong, but I have to move through it. Tell us, I mean, how do you navigate the uncertainty as you're moving through to get to where you, you're trying to get to? Yeah, I'm going to actually use Be Mine as an example for this yeah. one, because okay. that was really, truly a, a point where I feel like we very intentionally went against the grain. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of touched on it in the video that you recorded for that event, but, yeah. you know, going from conception of the idea to actual execution, we yeah. decided as a team that we want to create a bigger space where people can just come and they can learn. It doesn't have to be, you know, just the people who are veterans in the industry. Yeah. Um, but then also we want to invite clients to come and be people and learn how to do weddings and events, you know, whether it's they're hiring somebody or they just want to walk around and see what it's like because sometimes yeah. looking into planning a wedding it's like a fire hose yeah yeah absolutely. <laughs> you know and then all right. of a sudden you're getting an invoice for you know nine thousand dollars and it's that sticker shock and so we wanted this event to be a place for people to just come as people whether you're a vendor or a client and just see the beautiful work that all these people had put into an event and into the space mm -hmm. and just experience the wedding and event industry a little bit differently so and what i mean by differently is traditionally the only place that people could kind of do that are these wedding expos mm -hmm. but that environment has it so often become you're being funneled through a single path mm -hmm. and every single vendor is competing for your attention and it becomes a sale it becomes a sale transaction and yeah. Yeah. well there's nothing wrong with a sale transaction because we're selling something we're selling a service at mm -hmm. some point there is a sale um we just felt like there's kind of this tension and it's causing a little bit of distrust. And so our solution, open up, have an environment where people can just come, be casual and be people. So I think that's interesting. I, I think that's interesting because what you are describing is very similar to my, the way I approach it, I approach things in general with regards to my business, right? Mm. Um, and what you're saying, what I hear you saying is that look for a need, mm -hmm. right? A need that is passionate, that you're passionate about. See something that's missing that you're passionate about. And then you went ahead and you created a, a space. You created something new whereby what you felt was lacking for you can be, in essence, is that is the kind of, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I definitely, especially having experienced other cultures, yeah. you know, I have a real appreciation for, you know, the the phrase see a need, fill a need. Yeah. And I think as a wedding vendor, I have the responsibility that if I see a need, I need to be the solution. I don't yeah. just get to see it and move on. I have to yeah. do something to make it better. Yeah, I, yeah, and that's important. You see, so from the side of the fence that I'm on, being uh, probably in the, what is it? Uh, how many <laughs> Black-owned businesses 
yet you'll have in a in what we'll call the wedding industry here mm-hmm. in Minnesota, right? And I'm talking yeah. about trendsetters and market makers. And so with us, with with Zandley with Zandley Media slash Zandley Weddings, um, we got a break, mm-hmm. right? We got a break. I was the lead uh, videographer for Miss Minnesota slash Miss America here for, and one of the guys on the board, Bruce Vassa, rest rest in peace. You know, he saw something unique in my approach to to it, and he just kind of put me on. And and yeah. he was fortunate because he and Matthew were the were the the leaders of the whole market at that time. So I was fortunate. Um, however, even though that may be the case that I got a break, um, I still had to go out and create my own lane in the market. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So create your own lane. And when we talk about, um, you know, access and how do we move and we navigate, what we're talking about is that we're talking about how do you move around the issues that can block your dream? Mm-hmm. Right? For some yeah. folks, the issues for, for me was, was resource, right? I can't roll out of bed and just go drop 10 grand on a camera and start playing with it and get you see what i'm saying a lot of folks are like that um so that was a resource uh, that was a, a blockage that i had to navigate another thing i had to navigate was um connections and contacts right huge right huge. Huge, right because <laughs> a lot of times you know folk may be like well if i'm good enough hear me young creatives you may be like if you're good enough you can get access and some folks are good enough but the reason that you rolled out of bed, I, I would say, rolled out of bed, got good, got gear, you know, priced into the market is because there are other factors, which is context. So there is an established network base of support, right? Which yeah. in essence, I, I didn't have. So we had to create our own brand and our own buzz. And how we did that, it was just like how you were, you were uh, just sharing with us. We ask the question, what is it that the market wants? What's, what's the need in front of us? How can we bring value to our clients? That was what it was. It wasn't about how can we be the, the best, how can I be the best wedding videographer? You know, how can I start my wedding business? The question was about the market and the clients. How could we bring real value? And our answer was in the same way that you went out in, in be mine and took that big risk, right? And you built a community and trusted. That's what we did. We went out and we took a huge, massive risk and it paid off. Absolutely. And I give you credit too for, you know, obviously we have things like contacts and there's the, the concept of being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. But yeah. I give you credit for putting yourself in the room putting yourself in the room with the people who you wanted to be connected with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You've got to be, you've got to be in the room. You've got to be at the, at the table. You've got to be, you've got to be in the market. So let me share this with you. Um, and ask this question, uh, because I think it's a big, a big misconception with young creatives Mm. and it's the, it's the, the dichotomy between uh, price, cost, 
mm-hmm. versus value. Mm. All right, I'm gonna put that in your plate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on your lap, and yeah, what's in your mind is the differences that you think you know creatives need to. Yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna kind of start with this. Uh, yeah. There really is such a thing as underpricing yourself, and yeah. so. A lot of people, as they're getting into the industry for the first time, there's this like guilty feeling, right? This imposter syndrome of, well, yes. I don't know what I'm doing. I yeah. I haven't done this as long as anybody else. So I'm just going to go as low as possible until I can X, Y, Z, you know, whether it's until yeah. I have 15 weddings under my belt or whatever. Um, but what happens is by underpricing yourself, you're eroding your value from mm-hmm. the start and it's going to be really hard for you to put like push that upwards because clients are gonna be like well last year i got this for you from you for yeah. 25 dollars why are yeah. why is it higher all of a sudden um and then on the flip side when you do get to that point where you're adding you know you're increasing your cost whether it's because of your supplies have gone up or you're right. adding more people to your team that you have to pay for or whatever or you just have more experience and you deserve to charge more for that. Yes. Uh, on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, you don't have to raise your prices just to raise your prices. There does come a point where you you do need to add that value. So for example, um, the, the way that I got to where I am, I started out in the industry as a hair and makeup artist. And mm-hmm. the only, not the only, but the biggest reason that I offer the coordination and the planning now is because I was there on site doing hair and makeup and the client would look at me and go, well, since you're here, will you help me bustle my dress? Or will you help me haul my bridesmaids stuff out to their cars? Which those are things that are very much day of coordination. So I saw an opportunity to add the value kind of like you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. In turn, of course, that meant a new package that I could charge for, but finding those opportunities to go, hey, going back, see a need, fill a need, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, But I think too, with the whole adding value versus cost, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you never want to hit a point where you are feeling like, okay, my cost for my services is comfortable. I feel good enough in what I'm offering them. You never want to hit a point where you stop pushing yourself to add. Because what happens is when you can add a piece of value, that cost will follow. Mm-hmm. Add a piece of value, that cost will follow. Mm-hmm. And you kind of put yourself in this caliber where you now become something that other people aren't offering. I am with you there 100%. And I love how you phrase it because that's what we talk about. And, you know, um, I love how you phrased it. Add value and the cost will follow. Mm-hmm. And that's the first thing that I always, is my mantra that I beat all the time because young creatives, no aspersions to the younger generations per se, right? Mm-hmm. But younger creatives, that are in a market, they don't understand that what they're walking into is billions of dollars of investments, right? I didn't get that. 
Right. Yeah. All, all I was saying is, hey, there's a great market. I'm great. I'm just out of college. I could just walk into that space. Uh, pricing. Well, I think I'm good enough. My mama thinks I'm good too, right? Because I've got, <laughs> plus I've got all the, all my college friends, right? All my college friends who's like, yeah, yeah, come to my wedding, right? So the, 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 the ego and the, the disconnect of what the reality is. And of course, you can just go online and see how much the wedding videos cost, right? It's like, okay, 3,500. Woo! Just hit you up for 1,500 bucks and we're good, right? Yeah. A missing part of this is why we have this podcast is because the mentorship. Yes. That says, hey, yo, have you ever done a wedding before? No. How long does the client want you to work? Well, it's all day. I'm like, but you haven't done it before. Yeah. You know, yeah. well, you have your gear, but you haven't really done it. And here's the missing part. Doing it isn't simply shooting it and editing it. Doing it is all the pre-production, making sure your clients are having a, a great experience, um, showing up on time for the day, all of the elements, the entire circumference, that's what doing it actually is. It's not yeah. just taking the picture and editing it, editing it, it's the whole circumference. And that's what I talk about when, you, you know, younger creatives, they don't know or understand what the market is asking them for when it comes to value. And if you yes. provide that full 360, the price will automatically come. If you provide more, the price actually comes. So you want to start by asking yourself the question, if I'm going to be a wedding photographer, if I'm going to be a makeup artist, if I'm going to be whatever, how can I provide value to the market? Yeah, and I get that on my side all the time. I, huge bride who kind of did her own wedding, did all the planning, you know, maybe, maybe we were on site, maybe we weren't oh, I love doing my own wedding so much. Now I'm going to become a wedding planner. And I get that all the time. And they message me and they're like, how do I become a wedding planner? And the first yeah. thing I tell them is I'm like, you have to go shadow somebody because yeah. what you don't see, it's not the walking in and going, oh, look at all the beautiful flowers and the arrangements and yada, yada. It's... Mm how do you know how to evenly space people when they're standing up at the front and how do you verbalize that to the wedding party directing them when they've never done this before how do you know how to put together a successful um, itinerary for the day when you know this vendor perfect example i had a dj who had looked up the um sunset and the actual sunset was 8 p.m. Then I had photographer who had blocked in on their own itinerary for that sunset photo to be at 6.30. So they had completely conflicting timelines. How do you just from doing just your own wedding have that knowledge of, I need to be watching for these things. Yeah. So exactly what you're talking about, um, yeah. you know, you have to have the the training in the background and it it really is billions of dollars of time and investment yeah. that goes into yeah. this yeah 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 i mean whew. yeah that's the, that's the truth that's the truth that's the truth yeah um, yeah that's that's interesting where in your journey mm. right have you had to have the most patient 
and wait. Ooh. Okay, let me throw a question back at you. Yes. Are we talking with myself or with a third party? <laughs> like I don't know. <laughs> patience with somebody else. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm talking like, because you, because with vision, right? So you're like, I'm going to do this. Oh, yep. Right? And you're like, okay, I'm going to do this. But there were other better wed let's take a stay mm -hmm. in wedding planning yeah there were other more experienced better wedding planners it, it was kind of like their season and even though you were in the market mm -hmm. right, phone wasn't ringing you just had to wait yeah okay yeah i see what you're saying so i really actually right now right now yeah. is kind of where we're at and yeah. um going from last year where we were still feeling the effects of covid and you know i'm rapidly expanding my team mm -hmm. you know seeing some of these other wedding planners where they walk in for nothing less than 10 grand i mean and we're you know we're having people fight us on you know 1500 and we're putting in 40 50 60 hours of work yeah yeah you know that that is really hard so something that i've done to kind of alleviate that painful part of the process because yeah. I, I really 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 have gone <laughs> down the rabbit hole when it comes to looking at my own processes so what is the client experience from the time that they reach out to us for the first time whether it's they get our phone number from somebody they reach out on social media they're going to our website and they're filling out an inquiry form i have walked through every part of that process mm -hmm. and i'm going okay where can i provide better customer service um that has really been my biggest coping mechanism for this because i feel like something that gets overlooked is there's this like painful part where okay a client is inquiring and they're ghosting but at the same time if you get a flood of 30 inquiries how are you getting back to them in a timely manner yeah are you ready so, yeah are you ready for it and so automating what can be automated but then also having really clear steps within my company of when somebody inquires what are we saying to them in the first email how long are we waiting until we're following up with them how are we following up with them um and then on the back end if somebody just never gets back to us how do we put a button on it and then finally archive their project and yeah yeah so that's kind of where I would say we're at with the question that you yeah, asked. So you're, yeah, so you're like in that space where, and that's a good response. Because yeah. even even in the, and that's a great response. Because one of the things that I, um, I think it was one of my podcasts, season one. Mm. I think it was four or five, uh, four or five points that would help you succeed in every market. Mm. And one of the points were, um you have to wait your turn yeah most of us we, we, we don't want to hear that yeah <laughs> we don't want to hear right so you know we may come in we may be in the market a while and we may be the ten thousand dollar wedding wedding planner yeah but there is only a certain amount of ten thousand wedding planners that any market can bear 
Absolutely. At this particular point, you ain't that. You're not the $10,000 wedding planner. So you have to wait your turn. And while you're waiting, you're preparing yourself to become. And that's a huge part, Jackie. That's a huge part. A lot of times when I was performing and on stage and stuff, and a lot of people have these dreams, they would see people in certain places and you would kind of infer your life process onto them. Yes. Like, man, I wish I was up in that person on stage just doing whatever, not knowing that before that person was prepared for the stage, that person was being prepared backstage. Yes. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Way backstage, nobody didn't want to hear them. They were working on their craft. And the fact that that person is on stage now, it's it's almost like it's not the same feeling for them because before there was a platform, they were already worth $10,000 as a wedding planner. Yeah. So they're yeah. just moving into a, in a different spotlight not necessarily they're like brand new. I'm ten thousand dollar winning. You know what I'm saying? I just yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, and most people don't walk right into that, right? Yes. And and we kind of see, especially as somebody who's new in the industry, we see these people who are at that point, and we're like, God, what is it going to take to get there? And we we yeah. in our brains we're skipping steps because they're like, oh, it's as simple as I book some clients and those clients love Absolutely. me, and now I'm boom ten thousand dollars. No. Absolutely. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't, it's, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. It doesn't work. And that's some, that's some, that's some coffee. Drink the coffee. Yeah. That's some, some <laughs> right there. Yeah. Wake well, the hell up. Yeah. And the thing is, is my point of view is especially with where the world is at right now with, with COVID and with where the wedding industry is and just everything. Mm-hmm. I feel that if I can just keep improving that process, whether a client books with me or a client doesn't book with me, they're gonna remember me for the next time. If they had a wonderful inquiry process, they're gonna wanna come back to me whether they've booked with me or not. Yes. All right, so I wanna start to add this part to the show. So what we wanna do real quick, uh, I wanna plug all IGs and then we'll we'll hit up some additional uh, conversation. So for our IG guys, definitely go out there and follow us at the 1.7 podcast on Instagram. We definitely love your uh, support. Just go ahead and follow us. And if you're on YouTube, definitely leave some comments because we'll definitely follow up. And even Jacqueline will be on there telling you what's what's right with you and what's wrong with you. Jacqueline, (laughs) (laughs) um, how about IG? Yeah, so you can follow us on uh, Instagram at Ascendance Productions. So that is our our tag. And from there, you can get to all of our other things from our link tree. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. Cool. Cool. We'll keep talking. All right. Let's see. (laughs) All right. So what would you say in your creative journey was your lowest moment? Yeah. Um, it's kind of creative and it's kind of personal. Um, so I, I think that neither of those things are mutually exclusive. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. the short version of the long story is 
within the last year, I went through a situation where um, I had a neighbor that was just became unsafe and it resulted in things like a restraining order and moving and it was really intense and it was really scary and for me like sometimes our our gut feeling is to just shut down and i had to push to continue to be there for my clients and for my staff and for myself Mm -hmm. and not let that external thing that was happening to me yeah take over all the progress that I had put in. So I would say that was the hardest point so far. Wow. Yeah. So something was with life and you had to still move through and yeah. Mental toughness, huh? Yeah. Is that, is that what it is? Mental? It is. And also like acknowledging the points where you're just not okay. And acknowledging that, that's how it is and how do you move forward and not be consumed by it because you have put in all this effort you've built this wonderful thing and you deserve to focus on all the positive yeah and not dwelling on the negative yeah yeah that's um it's been tough times i know personally yeah a lot of creatives they roll out of well you know they can't handle the tough times yeah um and i've seen that a lot because you know came into the industry and and one of the things that we measure here in our company is that we always look at the analytics we always look at the data we always know who the new companies are we always know right (laughs) bigger better faster (laughs) yeah and depending on who you are depending on who you are and what you what you research um, I know here, definitely in Minnesota, our, our thing is, our thing was wedding videos. We were, you know, we, that's our, that's our thing. Um, and for that, we, we would say, okay, this is a great creative. It's a great creative, great creative. Excuse me. But I don't think within the past five years, there have never, there's never been a new creative that's last past two years. Mm. Yeah. Right. And I'm talking about, you know, the winners of Minnesota Bride 2018, you know. So um, and a lot of those guys, I, you know, I chat with them after, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, I used to work with this, but then it never. So you have these great creatives and this is the issue. Yeah. For me, I'm like, great. Okay. While you come up really quickly without the roots. Yep. And you go away, it's great for us because we've been in the in the market for so long and we love when our competitors don't win. Yeah, yeah, there is a little bit of that, of course. Is that right? You love when the competitors don't win. So yeah. so one of the things that we've always looked at and we were like, this is definitely a trend that we've seen. Yeah. Boom, right? Something happens, quit. Yeah. Right, that's that mental toughness that you're talking about, and most of it is related to life. Yep, right? it's the one thing we forget to budget. Is we can we we talk about you know like our subscriptions for our business, and we talk about payroll, and we talk about you know investment. You know what new a piece of equipment can we buy, or do do we want to buy? You know, ooh, shiny. We forget to budget for life, and sometimes life just does it for you. And 
as a business owner and a creative, learning to pivot with that and take that in stride is so hard. It's so hard. That's a t-shirt, right? That is the <laughs> one thing we forget to budget. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That's it. That's the truth right there. Life is the <laughs> one thing we forget to budget. You know, like yesterday while we were texting, yeah. Um, I was actually writing up and finalizing Xandly uh, uh, Media, right? Xandly Media slash Xandly Weddings two-year plan. Xandly Media Group, Xandly Weddings, Xandly yeah. Um, Two-year plans, just kind of working through that. And we're just planning for, you know, for life. There's just so much great things that as a business owner, and, and this is for, you know, our viewers, there's a lot of great payout. Yeah. If the right steps are taken, mm -hmm. right? For us, you get to be part of a dream, your dream, your yeah. dream, the dream you've always wanted. If you finally realize that there's this whole circumference of things that just need to be tweaked, that attention, and once you begin to see that, you would find freedom to actually create. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. That's that's pretty exciting. All right, let me see here. <laughs> Man, we've been going. Let's let's find out. It's uh... good. Yeah. No, this is great. We could talk forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Here. Okay. So abundance, let's talk about that. Let's talk, tell uh, our viewers just a little bit about your project and and why you feel that this is the time and uh, space in the market for Ascendance Productions. Yeah, this is, uh, I love that you use the word abundance because that's, that's really something that we're trying to live in this year. Um, you know, it, especially in, you know, we're hearing through the, the market and if you're not in the wedding industry, you know, Mm -hmm. It may not make sense, but we're hearing that, oh, it's going to be a slow year. It's going to be a slow year. And it's like, no, kind of how I was just talking about, we forget to budget for life. Yeah. The people that we're servicing, they also are having to budget for life. And so they're adjusting. And so the reason that I think Ascendance Productions is so needed in the industry is because when we approach an event, we're not just the the wedding planner we're not just the coordinator we're walking into your event and we are walking in with a huge network of of professionals who are top of their industry we're walking in and we're going here's the lights here's the sound where are your costumes what are your lines that you're gonna say and we're mm -hmm. approaching it from a very logistical um, methodical approach and i think that has kind of gotten lost in the industry because we do get distracted by the shiny things and the bright colors and the fun, right? And so our job is to go back and make sure that the mechanics of everything is working well. And I think that's why. I think that's why Ascendance Productions is such a good fit for the industry right now. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. That's exciting. Because I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what you what you create when all of cues are in place. Yeah. Right? Um, just how 
smooth and how. Yeah. I mean, I've done. We've done a lot of weddings, man. We've done a lot of weddings with a lot of great planners. Um, but we really value smooth. Yeah. And just Zach, the the the, excuse me, the hope and the ability to measure variables. Yeah. That's the that's the that's the thing. Measuring yeah. those variables. In us, when we shoot, uh, we we were doing at one time four weddings in one day. Oof. Right. So yeah. Four weddings in one day, and one of what I would feel is one of my greatest accomplishments, right? If I were to be really proud about something about the company, one of our greatest accomplishments would be the ability to take different creatives, mm-hmm. have them go shoot a wedding, but the product that we put out is not like, yeah. right? it's, it's, it's standards. And that's because of some of the stuff that you're talking about we're we're measuring hard for variables. Yeah, um, that makes me super excited to be a part of a wedding that you guys are managing. Yeah, because it is those variables that ensure that things work the way they're supposed to work. Yeah, and you know the other thing too, and I know I've said this to you before, and all the people who know me really well, they've heard me talk about this all the time, but I really do, I keep it in the back of my mind, is that me and my team, we have done the thing on a global scale and that's where we started. Yeah. You know, that's not some end goal that's lofty and off in the future and oh maybe someday. Yeah. No. We started global. We have hauled trunks up the stairs in Japan because there wasn't elevators. We have pushed our sound equipment on the rickety cobblestones in Germany. And we've done things without even ever speaking the same language as the people that we're serving. And so I think that that's a really important thing to keep in mind is that if you come in with the right tools and you stay focused on the basics, the building blocks of a project, that is what's going to keep that smooth that's what's gonna even if something happens you know bridesmaid usually actually groomsmen ripping their pants that's that's one that happened (laughs) but even then even then we have backups we've already thought about these things and that's what maintains the smoothness wow i'm excited about that that's we are too (laughs) yeah that's i mean because at the end of the day when you sit back, you know, that's some of the stuff that we were talking about. Yeah. It's the unseen things, right? Yeah. It's the it's the monsters that you're freaking crushing <laughs> behind the scenes. And the couple is just enjoying this wonderful, beautiful day and everything is working great. But you've got that dialed into 10 and everything is just functioning. That in itself is a huge intrinsic win, a huge intrinsic value. Um, and we, you know, I mean, we can't wait to work with folks like you on, on that regard because that's who we are. Yeah. You know, I I asked myself with photography. So we just launched photography. I don't know, maybe a year a year ago. Let's say a yeah. year. Yeah, about a year ago now. And one of the reasons that we launched photography was because a lot of times when you we work with 
photographers or like strangers, you know, we're working together and I've met a lot of great photographers and we work together and we're, but it's still slightly a separate thing. So even yes. in that work process, I'm thinking. You're fighting each other. Yeah, in a little bit, because that creative space, I'm like, what if I can dial this into 10, up yeah. to 10 behind the scenes? So that's why we got with photographers, because we're saying if you hire both of us together, I know that we're going to do a pre-production meeting with your timeline, right? That's it. Um, you can see I'm drooling. You can do a pre-production <laughs> meeting with your timeline versus yeah. showing up. And we've tried other things to make sure that things move smoothly. Like for the past, I don't know, for uh, maybe the past five years, we will make sure if we're the videographer, we'll call the photographer. Hey, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm Ryan, I just want to introduce myself, yada, 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 yada. We would call the DJ. Any vendor that we have to work closely with or intersect with, we call them in advance and say, hey, this is what we're doing. You know, I'm bringing, I'll need a, 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 a connection from you, a line out, et cetera, et cetera. So we're doing that to ensure that it works. Flip side though, how many photographers would have called us and say, hey, zero, 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 right? So zero. Yeah. Um, and that's not a bashing photographers. It's just um, what I would say an inability to understand the evolution of the market and the needs for the clients. Mm -hmm. So for us, when we launched video, we asked when we launched photography, we asked ourselves, man, what that would look like. And all the photographers were like, man, if we were to, if we were doing a pre-production meeting prior, yeah, our clients would get way better photos right the movement of the day would be more managed so yeah. that the product is being elevated because there's time behind the scenes where photographer and videographer is working together and that it's like oof I well, and you're not you're not having to think on your feet you know yeah. it, it's planned it's it's constructed it's you know you're yeah. you're really trying to plan to capture the moments that you already know are going to be be big moments yes. so you're not yes. running the risk of miss, missing it and exactly what you're talking about is exactly why we like to be a part of the planning process because you know you have so much on your plate just doing your job that you don't have time to manage other vendors like the DJ and, you know, the other photographer, yes, they're yeah. not somebody from your team. And so that's huge for us is something that, how do we bring everybody together? So it's all a team effort. It's not yeah. 10 people working separately, which is what it is most yeah. of the time. Yeah, which it is, happens. Yeah, which is yeah, which is which is what it is. And and the impression that I get from wedding planners, this is the impression that I get. Yeah. Um, other than one wedding, a wedding plan has never really reached out to us. Maybe two weddings in the past, maybe ten years, maybe two. That's so hard. Maybe two. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And we're not even thinking about it, right? But we, as the videographers, we're we're thinking in that regards as to, okay, how can we make sure that anyone we're intersecting with is not a cold show and hope it works out? You see what, you know what I'm saying? So if that's, if that's a new culture, yep. all the things can work. Because for us as a vendor, if there's a wedding planner that's connected and connecting, we can say, hey, what's the, what's the uh, IG for all these vendors? Yeah. And you could just send yeah. us something and we could just post it 
right now we have to start connecting those ourselves yeah. which means we have to go to the bride or see hey do you have a wedding planner and ask the wedding planner for stuff and you know how that can go like why is the videographer asking me for you see what i'm saying that's yeah. the, <laughs> well, there are certain evolutions in a market that hasn't happened yet. Absolutely. And I say this all the time. I literally every month when I see everybody, when I attend my networking meetings, I'm always saying, I don't care if you're a photographer, a DJ, if you're another wedding planner or a hair makeup artist, we are mm-hmm. all always without exception, better off as a team. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Crazy. This has been a great chat. Thanks. Yeah, this this has been awesome. Yeah, super, super exciting. So, all right. So we're going to wrap. Cool. And before we do that, I want you to just, there's anything that you would like to share with young creatives getting into the business? Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid to invest in the business part of your business. And that means working with a tax person, working with a bookkeeper or a a business lawyer to make sure that everything is in order. I know it's really scary and there's going to be lots of stuff you don't understand. But if you put down that first layer of bricks to build your house and that first layer of bricks is really solid, you are going to have so much more opportunity to be successful versus having a misstep in the beginning. So don't be afraid of the business part of your business. You guys heard it here. Don't be afraid of the business side of your business. Jacqueline, thank you so much for coming on and being a part of the show. I'm sure we'll have a ton more (laughs) opportunities to kind of get you back on. And 1.7 fandom, we definitely appreciate you guys. So uh, if you capture this on YouTube and you watch this on YouTube, yo, just leave a comment. Just leave a comment or a question or anything like that, and we'll respond. If I can respond, I'll pass on to Jacqueline. She'll respond. Um, be sure to go ahead and uh, follow her. Um, IG, Ascendance. Ascendance Productions. Ascendance Productions. We're seeing a cat back there. <laughs> she just woke up from her nap. <laughs> her head up. She's like, I'm out of here, man. I'm out of here. If you follow us, there might be some cat... <laughs> some Apple cat else. activity on her Instagram. That's like stretching. Yes, it's great. <laughs> so, and uh, also follow us at uh, in IG 1.7 podcast. All right, guys, we appreciate you. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the 1.7 podcast. We really do appreciate you taking your time out of your day to give us a listen. And we do hope that you really got something today out of the conversation. Be sure to follow us. We definitely want to be friends uh, over at Instagram at Zandley Media. Until next time, keep creating. Let's go!